0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Weekly Reel Podcast. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Ken. And this week we're going to be talking about the anime Your Name. But before that, because I'm super excited for this movie, actually probably too excited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into that, we're going to you know, start off with our podcast ritual just to break the ice, as uh, Mr. Freeze would say. Uh, uh, were we talking about one movie or TV show that we watched in the last week? So Ken, what'd you watch in the last week? Well, it wasn't Batman and Robin.
1: Charles <laughs> sure? Freeze. Yeah, freeze. Oh, shoot. Uh Oh, actually just, uh this isn't the my ritual movie, but I wanted to take the time to mention, since we were talking about Arnold being Mr. Freeze, I did, recently watched this past week uh Terminator One on Amazon Prime oh my goodness it was the first time in a long time but anyway that's not my movie <laughs> um my movie for this week is actually uh, a movie on Apple TV plus it's called cherry it is starring Tom Holland in Sierra or Sierra Bravo I don't know how to pronounce her first name uh but I mean, it's also directed by the Russo brothers. I mean, from MCU fame. Um, I actually went in not knowing anything about the movie other than it was starring Tom Holland. Um, And it always kept popping up on my home screen on my Apple TV because that's how I stream uh, all of my movies. Um, And so literally didn't know what the premise was about um, other than obviously Tom Holland. And so uh, as I was watching the movie... Uh, from the get go, you got a little bit of you know some clever and witty narration by Tom Holland. You know, you're, not, you're just pitching mm-hmm. Peter Parker doing that whole thing, uh, but his character Cherry. I mean, it's that's what the that's what the movie's named after. The movie just got dark right after that, and that's all I'll say about it because I don't want to give any spoilers. You know, at first I was kind of caught off guard because you know you think tom holland you think peter parker as spider-man you know especially in the mcu version of that but the more i thought about it really i should have not been as surprised because remember last year he did star in that netflix movie the devil all the time and dude that was hella dark as well and so um yeah another uh, tom holland movie uh here on the weekly real podcast uh another dark uh dark movie really
0: yeah i've i've seen half of it and i mm-hmm. i did enjoy like the half that i saw but i just never was able to pick it back up and i'm not going to mention any spoilers but yeah there's some it goes to uh zero to hundred real quick for mm-hmm. sure <laughs> and when stuff starts going wrong and yeah it gets pretty dark i'm i'm glad that tom holland's getting like more diverse roles than just uh peter parker and the happy-go-lucky kid or whatever so i'm glad that he's in a movie like that but i can't say whether or not i really like the movie or not because i haven't finished it
1: yeah i i'm I'm a little mixed on the actual like my thoughts on the movie in terms of me liking it uh but i mean you're about halfway through dude it gets darker (laughs) oh god oh man yeah um, you know what it wasn't even really that bad in the first half so just just warning you
0: damn all right all right I'll, i I might have to finish it because yeah there were some things i didn't like about the movie but there were some things yeah. i was like oh man i like this but yeah, yeah I'll, i might have to check it out the rest <laughs> yeah i you know what i think uh we have the same feelings because that's kind of how i
1: felt about the first half as well like oh you know i like some parts some parts were like. Eh. But, um, yeah, you know what? I would at I mean, you've gotten that far. finish it. Go ahead and
0: finish it. Mm, I see., uh, this week, man, I've uh, started a new, not new TV show. actually I started watching a TV show that I' was watching before, picking it back up pretty much., uh, it's the show Supergirl. I've actually Ooh. made it five seasons in, and after like five seasons, I just haven't picked it up in a long time. And considering that they're currently airing their sixth and final season right now, I was like, okay, they have the fifth season on Netflix. And I just started picking it back up. And some episodes, man, I'm like, so rough. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no wonder I stopped watching. But I'm trying to get through it and just try, try to, you know, at least finish out the show if I've already gone through like five seasons of it
1: yeah i mean you're already that that far in and don't do what i did with uh smallville um where you just stop like where i'm basically stopped at like in the middle of episode i'm sorry in the middle of season nine when there's 10 seasons and these are long seasons too hmm
0: yeah because especially with supergirl at least i know it's going to be ending with season six and i'm like halfway through season five so might as well finish the the rest of uh, Supergirl. So that's what I've been watching this week. Yeah, I mean, you know what?
1: Like, I I hear you in terms of, like, the philosophy. It's like, I saw that they announced that this upcoming season, I I don't know if it started or not. It may have just started, but the season of The Walking Dead is the last season. And I'm like, oh, it's finally ending. You know what? I might want to finally, like, um, I don't know if i pick up where I left off. Uh, I know there's, like, 10 or 11 seasons now um i don't know i may i may finish it now that i know that there's gonna be an end
0: damn i definitely don't want to do that with like i heard i heard ncis is ending and i've gone through like Whoa. 10 seasons of that
1: and Whoa. i think there's
0: 19 <laughs> seasons <laughs> with like 23 episodes each i don't know if i can oh. finish that show man uh, yeah
1: you could like basically finish that show like maybe when you're an old, old man,
0: <laughs> yeah, i'll I'll revisit that when when, yeah, when I have nothing else to watch. <laughs> Last week, we talked about a new movie that's still on HBO Max. If you guys still want to check it out, it's Godzilla vs. Kong. So I guess we don't really have any spoilers this week, so you're good to go. but just make sure you watch Godzilla vs. Kong. It's a pretty good time, I would say. And we did have a poll running on our social medias, right, Ken? So, yeah, Jeremy, this
1: week, uh, we actually kept the poll question really simple. I mean, we, were, <laughs> we we did a podcast episode on Godzilla versus Kong. And so basically we asked you guys, our audience, which titan is your favorite, Godzilla or Kong? And in a runaway uh, landslide, 73% of you guys voted uh for Godzilla. So I, know uh, I voted are, for Godzilla. I know I voted for Godzilla too <laughs> even though I was kind of rooting for Kong in this episode and you know you, you got to check out last week's episode uh to figure out w- what my reasons were. So again, check out the episode but even before that, like Jeremy said, it's uh streaming on HBO Max through the end of the month if you have uh HBO Max, but if you if you have the movie playing at a local local theater you gotta watch this movie in the theater none of us have but i know i would have enjoyed it more if i would have seen it in the theater so definitely go do that while it's still in theaters
0: yeah for sure and our polls will be running on tuesdays on instagram and twitter uh what's our twitter and instagram handles ken it is at weekly real Yep, so make sure that if you want to participate in the polls, and sometimes Ken puts out some little fun quizzes on Instagram as well, uh, be sure to check that out at Weekly Reel. This week, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite movies of all time. It's Your Name. It's an anime. It's, uh, I don't know, man. It's just so emotional to me every time I talk about this movie. Uh, And so if you haven't seen the movie... This is your spoiler warning. I believe that it's streaming on Funimation right now. Um, So make sure, go watch the movie before listening to the episode. Or if you have already, because it's been five years since it came out, uh, we're going to be talking about a bunch of spoilers. So, Your Name is about a countryside girl and a city-living Tokyo boy Switching bodies at random and connecting their two very different lives in this sci-fi romantic comedy anime Woo, Ken This is a bit of a weird movie that I um, Suggested to you. It's probably the weirdest movie that we've I, I suggested to you in these past one in plus seasons so far uh, What were your expectations going into your name? And did it, like, did it being an anime, like, shift your perspective at all going into it?
1: Uh, well, I mean, other than the title, I mean, I literally didn't know anything about the movie. So I basically went in without any expectations about the actual story. I mean, you think about uh, the title, Your Name... Can't really pull anything from that, you know, in terms of, try, you know, trying to figure out the plot or anything like that. So, um, and then, you know, you told me that it was already an anime uh, film when we were already just planning, you know, like the what what movies we were going to talk about um, for the podcast. And so um, I figured since it was anime, it can be one of those movies where I was, you know, have to watch it in subtitles. I mean, I already kind of do that already, but... Um, you know, with all of that, you know, with the language and everything, I just knew that my preparation just needed to hit a, I guess, a heightened sense because, I mean, I try to prepare uh, a lot for these episodes um, because I really do love movies. And for this to be a brand new movie, it just increased my uh, attention. And I already knew... And I was a little disappointed in that uh, on my first view, I was like, dude, I missed so many things, even though I was really paying attention. Uh, it's just, you know, obviously there's so many things going on. And and I'm really glad that I got to see it uh, actually twice.
0: Yeah, because I've watched this movie six times now. <laughs> I've kept actually kept track on how frequently I've been watching this movie just to make sure I space it out enough <laughs> that I, yeah. I still get the the tingles every time I watch it. But uh, my brother, I sh- when I showed him this movie, and he's been on the show before, uh, I told him just like a simple, kind of simple spoiler that I told him the uh, Taki and Mitsuha were switching bodies. That's what I told him going into the movie. And I was contemplating whether or not I wanted to tell you that as well before you went into the movie. But I decided uh, after watching it like about five times already, I was like... You know, the first twenty five minutes of the movie, it's that mystery of what the hell is going on. Yeah. <laughs> so I was I'm like f- <laughs> Oh no, God sorry. So i I made sure I'm like, okay, I'm I'm gonna see what happens if I don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I had this in my
1: notes, but you know, we're kind of addressing this now. Um I'm really glad that you didn't tell me that. Uh, because it was fun finding out for myself uh, what the whole premise was um, because I didn't read, you know, I didn't read anything. I didn't read that little, uh, the little synopsis on IMDb. Um, mm-hmm. I really wasn't paying attention when you were setting up the movie last week on Godzilla versus Kong episode. Um, so I will, I got to confess this, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, yeah, I'll mention a little, you know, some, uh, some particulars. I will admit that I didn't pick up on the whole freaky Friday swapping body premise until pretty late. <laughs> I was hella slow. I don't know. I don't know. I mean just rewatching it the second time I was like, why didn't I pick this up within the first five minutes? <laughs> oh man. Hey, do you want to guess where I actually realized um that you know they were swapping bodies?
0: Uh when the characters actually said we're swapping bodies.
1: <laughs> oh, no, no. I picked it up before that. Okay. <laughs> I, did, I, I, I did. Do you want to give another guess real quick?
0: Uh, I want to say... Shoot. When um, Mitsuha is in Taki's body working at the restaurant. Yes.
1: But a little bit later, at, you know, d- during that scene, it was when... I guess that one random dude, like... like put a razor to um uh what's her name uh miss okudera, okudera? Yeah, yeah yeah what like basically slicing her skirt a little bit i still don't understand why he would do that which was kind of a weird i think that's one random nitpick uh from the movie i was like oh that's weird I don't. he
0: was a bit of a pervert because if you actually look close, then you can actually see that oh. there's a slit in her skirt
1: oh no yeah i, yeah, I saw yeah. that but i'm like Really? I mean, he must be straight up, like, dirty perv, I guess. Yeah, anyway, yeah. um, I realized it after, like, when, um, I guess, uh, Mitsuo in Taki's body was actually knitting all that uh, design. I was like, oh, I felt so <laughs>
0: dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, man. It was hella late. Yeah, because that's why in, like, the beginning of the movie, right, uh, there's that weird... It's like, oh, you were so different yesterday, Mitsua. It's yeah. like there's that weird editing jump to kind of give you like a bit of a hint and about yep. what's what's happening. But I actually, <laughs> <laughs> replayed that a third time, you know, with that
1: jump, mm-hmm. because they made it seem like it was that same day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I thought initially on the first viewing. Um, and then I, that's the second viewing is, oh, oh, that was weird. Uh, what? I noticed some key differences, so I kind of scrub back uh, a few like uh, seconds and I have to rewatch that part again.
0: Yeah. You definitely have to pay attention to like Mitsuha's hair for yes. sure. If it's either in a knot or uh, in a ponytail, ponytails means it's always talky. It's
1: talky. Yeah, yeah. I picked up on that uh, on the second viewing too. Mm-hmm, like definitely. a messy ponytail
0: too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or the, her hair is just down. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Cause talky obviously not being used to, being a girl <laughs> doesn't know how to do his <laughs> hair so um how did it basically feel in terms of an like were you because i know you told me that you haven't really watched anime before uh how did it kind of feel uh in terms of watching an anime compared to like uh, american animation
1: um you know obviously it's different um for the most part you you're either gonna watch in a different language or watch a dub version or whatever. You know what? uh, After we recorded last week's episode, um, when you were asking me about, you know, you know, me, you know, with my experiences with anime, I forgot that I completely watched. I completely forgot that I did watch uh, the latest Dragon Ball Z movie in the theaters uh, a couple years ago. And so I, I, I forgot about that. And I kind of brought that experience into this. And so, and, and that was an enjoyable movie. Um, when I watched it a few years ago. And so, um, you know, I was expecting, you know, like different type of humor, you know, Asian humor. Um, I, I've i always liked different perspectives on that. Uh, it's, you know, it's it's not better or worse. It's just different. And um, I know that there's going to be, like, different kind of twists within the movie. I feel like, um, especially, like, when we watched Parasite last season, you know, I feel like the... The storytelling is a little bit different. And uh, I actually enjoy uh, the Asian perspective on that. And uh, I feel like I could see how a lot of people can watch a lot of these, you know, K dramas or J dramas or or what, you know, because, hey, you know, the way they tell stories is very creative.
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely a different perspective in terms of uh, different culture as well. Because I know this movie, obviously, there's so many things that make it unique to Japanese cultures uh, that they use and try to explain in the movie also uh, but I actually want to ask you your basically overall thoughts on the movie before we dive deeper in detail into the movie so how did you like the movie overall I really like the movie a lot you know, I
1: mean, it—it's basically bordering on loving the movie. I probably have to watch it maybe a few more times, letting more time pass. Because, um, again, another confession: I did kind of slack on watching this a little bit later. I feel like I should have watched it earlier, gave it more time to breathe, and then maybe watch it a second time. I kind of watched them pretty close together, <laughs> and so it was kind of running like. And, and you know what? I will probably watch it again pretty soon, just out of enjoyment, in the next you know few weeks or so. Uh, but I enjoyed. The premise, Um, you know, and, and, you know, we've seen the whole swapping bodies premise. I I alluded to Freaky Friday a little bit earlier, but in like movies like Face Off, I mean, it's kind of one of the ones that we kind of like to talk about because we like Nick Cage uh, so much. Uh, But they took that whole thing and they came up with this whole supernatural type of story. And I appreciated the original story that they came up with. And um, another thing that I, you know, I, th- another thing that I recognized right away, especially the second time watching it, is I loved how they tied everything together. Like every little breadcrumb that they left, they addressed it. Um, even something as mundane as a, uh, was Mitsuha's uh, braided cord or hair ribbon. Mm-hmm. I didn't, th- you know, like, they kind of featured that kind of in the beginning, but, oh man, I didn't realize it was, like, a huge part of the story, and, and, and it obviously turned out to be Taki's bracelet as well. I mean, just, like, little things like that. It was just pretty crazy um, that they would just have these little things, drop little breadcrumbs, and they would all tie it together within the whole central theme. It's not even just, like, some random little thing. It's within the overall theme. Yeah. Um, especially with the way they uh, describe... Um, I guess what was what was the the whole concept that the grandma was talking about? Uh, misubi, right? Everything has yeah. like uh misubi, is connected, there you go. yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I remember that part because it was craving <laughs> <laughs> spam misubis, but but like it was deep the way that they ho- explained the whole braided cord thing.
0: mm mm-hmm. And um, obviously that leads into the whole also, uh, Taki drinking the Kuchi Kamizaki uh, yeah. uh drink, and. Obviously, that half of her was left in that cup. And so when he yeah. drank it, he was able to kind of revive that that connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've that was lost. S- yeah, that was lost. Because, I mean, we're going to go into because I feel like there's so many crazy damn moments in this movie. Uh, there is. But just, I remember watching it, watching this movie for the first time. I am I wish I watched it in the theater, but I, then again, maybe I'm happy I didn't because I was crying like a little girl <laughs> <laughs> Th- throughout various moments of the movie. And I was literally, like, shaking and, like, in a cold sweat when things would just, like, go to black sometimes. And I was so scared that it would just end. Like, when Taki... I'll definitely go into <laughs> it, yeah, for sure. Uh, there's definitely, like, things that... Um, after the movie, I appreciated the movie more when I did more research about, like, the, the culture that I was addressing, uh, about the threads, the masubi, the underworld, yeah. all that yeah. type of stuff. I was able to... When I researched more of that stuff, I was able to appreciate the movie even more, uh, more so. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you because it's very in your face and I actually do like the music, but how did you feel about the music in the movie? Dude, actually (laughs) I forgot to put that in my notes, but so I'm glad that you mentioned
1: it. I actually liked it a lot. Um, it set up the mood, uh, in a way where, uh, like some of my favorite shows or movies would, uh, because for me, I'm a very musical person. I know a lot of, um, a lot of my friends a lot of my social circle uh they kind of gravitate towards learning lyrics and stuff and obviously the deeper meaning and i i totally agree i mean lyrics are um what makes certain songs special but for me like i have to feel songs kind of like in the soul and so um i love i love how they 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 switch things up you know when it was lighter moods they had like Plucky light music, or you know, they had like elect, kind of like a electric guitar rocks, uh, a rock uh, rendition or something like that. But then, man, when they would have those like poignant scenes or even romantic scenes, and they'd have that piano thing going, I was like, mm. oh, so good. There were certain times, just like you, I don't, you know, I I I didn't cry. um I, you know what? If I would have cried, I would have admitted it to you guys. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I'm not afraid to do that. Uh, but I will admit that, dude, the, I was just like, oh dang, you, you were getting nostalgic. You know, like you really felt the story. So I love the music. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, last question before we go into our first topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it weird having an intro to, uh, to a movie? <laughs> Cause you know how that, it had that intro music video type thing at the beginning of the movie. Was that kind of weird for you? Um, Kind of a little bit. I mean,
1: if you think about it, there are certain movies that kind of do a similar intro. I'm talking about the Mission Impossible movies where (laughs) they uh, have literally like a montage of everything that goes on within the movie. But you don't know it yet because obviously we've never seen the movie. And they kind of did the same thing.
0: Yeah, there were so many spoilers (laughs) in the the, the intro.
1: I know. You know, watching it the second time, I was like, damn. There were hella spoilers. And, you know, it's pretty crazy that they started with basically the beginning of the end scene. Uh, and obviously you don't pick that up until
0: you actually watch the end scene. And I'm like, oh, that's where they started. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Like the time jumping is definitely some Christopher Nolan type stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you really have to pay attention to like, you know what they're wearing, you know, if it's a little bit more sophisticated, that that means they for sure jumped into the future and, you know, they're off into their career and everything. And so, um, yeah, I, I definitely appreciated that type of storytelling.
0: Yeah. Even if you look at Mitsuha's phone versus Taki's phone, uh, Mitsuha is using like an iPhone 5-esque looking phone while he's yeah. using like an iPhone 6. Design. I know. I was, I was like, dang, okay. They were getting really, uh, <laughs> really specific with the iPhone models. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, that's pretty crazy. Uh, so uh, our first topic, because this is a huge topic, uh, is what were some WTF moments that really surprised you in your name?
1: <laughs>
0: I have a I have a feeling you
1: have like probably five or six in in your in your bank, and so um, the first one, you know, I'll start off with kind of a more random one. I mean, because it it happens right off the bat, the boob running rubbing or whatever when Taki. And obviously, I didn't know at the time when Taki was in Mitsuo's uh, body the first time, and they eventually had a you know they kept having a running gag of how like he kept rubbing them, and, and I don't every know, it's just every so you time knew it was him, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and it just basically portrayed that you know dudes are just horny AF, you know what I mean? Um, and so, and kind this is kind of random, but after they kept showing it, I was like. Oh, he's rubbing, rubbing her, che- rub your chest, rub you your know, chest. doing that <laughs> with cool. uh, Liam, ne- Liam Neeson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I thought good. that was hella funny when, um, kind of near the end when, um, Taki was in Mitsuwa's body and he was rubbing her chest again. And then, yeah. uh, the little sister sees him again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Oh, she's, she's gone off the deep end already. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's I really crazy. did like the sister's character. Like she was hella funny throughout, like all of her one-liners were so funny. Mm-hmm. oh man but um i mean that was st- like a huge WTF, especially in the beginning like they show that aerial shot of her chest or whatever like why is why is jeremy <laughs> what do you what do you got me watching yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like basically more of a wtf jeremy uh, yeah, moment, yeah. <laughs> and, and they even like had that implication where you know obviously when mitsua wakes up in taki's body She's like, oh, something's there. And obviously she's alluding to, you know, his penis or whatever. And, you know, like she's like, oh, I have to use the bathroom. And then you could tell, like, she get she like blushes and everything. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah. you know, she, something's she's got there. junk.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause and uh I love how they animated Taki, especially when um is in Taki's body because he's so uh acting. Feminine. Yeah, more yeah. effeminate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Throughout, like, when uh, Mitsu was in his body. Uh, but for me, one of the things that really surprised me, uh, I guess I alluded to it before, was when Taki found out uh, Itamori was uh, basically destroyed by the, the comet. Oh, And it yeah. went to black. And when it went to black, when I watched it the first time, I literally thought that's when the movie was going to end like I oh. even though that's only like an hour into the movie or so I I was so uh immersed into the movie that I had no sense of time anymore I yeah. I was literally that immersed and when it went to black I I was like devastated and I'm so glad that the movie kept going it kept going yeah <laughs> and I was yeah that that moment killed me
1: that's pretty crazy um my other WTF moment uh, I mean, it's similar to the one that you just shared. Actually, it was just that the reveal that the town that Taki, remember he did, you know, he was going off of just like mental images and stuff, and, you know, and then he was obviously trying to draw so that he wouldn't forget um, where Mitsuwa, where her town was from, you know, and uh, what was the name of the town? Uh, Itamori. Itamori, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, dude, that reveal that. Taki was looking uh, for Mitsuo, but it was basically, it got hit by that comet. Was it Comet? T- Tiyama? T- I, I'm butchering these yeah, names. anyway. Um, <laughs> but it happened three years prior to, like, his timeline. And I was just like, what? And then, obviously, you know, the scene kind of goes on. And, you know, him and, um, you know, his coworkers, workers including uh, the very cute Ms. Uh, what's Ms. Okudera. Her name yeah, I can't even pronounce the name. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, <laughs> we should've probably gave that warning to you that I was gonna butcher all of these Japanese <laughs>
0: names. Just like in a th- police story. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And and uh and uh Parasite. parasite, yeah, yeah. There you go. Thank you. It's all you. good, man. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, when they revealed that, obviously she was one of the people that also died um in that comet um explosion or uh, meteorite, meteor crash, or whatever. So, yeah, um, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty crazy because I didn't know. I was like, dude, okay, now where's this story going? You know, like the whole reveal is one thing, but how are you gonna connect it and finish the story? And so, um, dude, that whole reveal was just like, what? Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. I did not see that coming with the whole time gap thing.
0: Yeah, and what uh, results in like even more tears for me. Because like you said, the, the, that staggered timeline, it's like, what? Did not expect that. Yeah. And what killed it even more for me was when uh, Mitsua actually goes to Tokyo. This is my other WTF moment. When she actually goes to Tokyo to visit him. But then this is obviously in a staggered timeline. And he hasn't even met her yet or even oh, thought about her. And he's yeah. like a younger student. And she meets him on the train. Train, yeah. And she's whispering his name, but she, and, but he doesn't even recognize her. But then that's how you know uh, how he gets the bracelet. Okay. Okay. You know, you're filling in the gaps for me.
1: And actually, that, that was one of the questions that I did have. Um, is when they did have, like, kind of, it, it looked a little bit more hazy. Was that more of, like, kind of like a... Um, I, I, I guess initially I thought it was okay. You know, they're kind of dreaming, but is it now what you're telling me, is that something where it's like, kind of like a flashback?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So when, when Mitsuo actually like tosses him the thread for his, uh, bracelet, yeah, that actually happened. Basically <sighs> like she went to Tokyo before, before basically all these events happened and gave him that bracelet. And that's why he has it throughout the whole movie and gives it back oh, to her at the end. Man,
1: you're just connecting the dots for me, man.
0: <laughs> you got, yeah, you got to watch his wrist. <laughs> for yeah. sure. Yeah. So that that scene definitely was like what the fuck, man. Bro, bro keep breaking my heart, man. Yeah. Yeah. Now that was that was a tough scene
1: cuz I had a feeling that that happened. I just didn't know when that happened and I it, it makes sense now. It makes sense now.
0: Mhm. It's basically 3 years prior of to when Taki started switching bodies. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But actually three years. Yeah. <laughs> it's That, that staggered timeline kind of hard to describe. Yeah. sure. Did you have any uh, more WTF moments?
1: No, that was it for me.
0: Yeah, because there's some crazy stuff that happens at the end. I want to talk about a little bit later too. Uh, so, especially in topic two. Shoot, man. Um, there's that huge moment. Of taki and Mitsua uh, in Twilight, and they're about to write something, obviously, and then it just their, their connection cuts off, right? And later on, when she's uh, Mitsua's uh, trying to save the town, she tries to she's starting to forget his name, and so she looks at her hand to figure out or try to remember what his name was, but instead of writing his name, Instead of Taki writing his name, he wrote, I love you. And I am like, bro, no, why? Um, so do you think Taki should have written something else rather than I love you? Well, it was funny, too, because he's like, oh, I'm going to
1: write my name. I'm like, dude, why don't you just write your name? <laughs> it's funny
0: because it was his suggestion, too.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and he completely just went against what he actually you know, suggested that they both do so that they don't forget each other. And so, uh, my, my question for the topic is actually the, um, you know, you know what? I try to use the same parameters as what was written on the actual movie. You know, obviously I love you. That's three words, right? So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to try to, you know, there's very limited space on the hand. So you can't write like a whole paragraph and stuff, um, especially with uh, Japanese characters. So I try to limit myself to just three words. And the first two words are his full name, Taki, Tachibana. I think I'm pronouncing that Mm -hmm. okay. But the last word would be soulmate. Because, I mean, dude, we're watching a movie with a supernatural type of story. You know, obviously bodies are swapping and everything. It's a romantic comedy or whatever. And you get to see like this, you know, relationship you know through time you know all these time jumps and you know when people describe what soulmates are it's basically what that is you know like each you know their souls were meant to be together and through like these huge things and so um yeah i would have the full name and then soulmate for me
0: dude uh so for me i actually think because after so many, so much theorizing, so much internet research. <laughs> I actually came to the conclusion that writing I Love You was the best thing he could have written. Mm. Uh, because I think it's if he just wrote his name, I think she would actually end up forgetting it. Like it's just some stranger's name on your hand like like almost running into a person on the street they say oh my name is so-and-so john smith you're gonna well maybe you won't forget that (laughs) but uh, but you know just a random name like you're gonna forget that but i actually think uh writing i love you and one of the theories was uh him writing i love you was more that she remembers the feeling of him loving her so that Mm -hmm. when they actually saw each other again she felt that same feeling as when she saw that writing on the hand.
1: And so basically you're 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 saying the premise of interstellar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And there's there's theories that Mitsuha was gonna write the same thing. Ah. Uh, on his hand. Obviously before she We get cut off. <laughs> cut off and okay, yeah. When yeah when she gets cut off man, that's heartbreaking for sure. I know but, I was just like oh 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 <laughs> and the music the music was like like so loud and at its like highest peak and just like bam yeah. silence and i was like crying <laughs> oh shoot yeah i mean not like this last time almost but <laughs> it's already six times i watched this movie uh, but yeah man i feel like taki wrote the perfect thing uh in order for her to to remember him and obviously i, like I guess it worked I like that. I like that. So before we talk about uh, a little bit more stuff about your name, I actually want to throw out our audience question for the episode. Uh it's if you want to switch if you could switch bodies with anyone, who would it be, Ken?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Um
0: if I could switch bodies
1: for one day, <laughs> I think this I think this is kind of a running joke. <laughs> I wanna be I wanna to be Tom Cruise for one day. <laughs> Just so that I can
0: run and be in better shape. Yeah, because apparently Tom Cruise can run forty miles an hour, man. <laughs> That's what he said. I wanna know what it feels like to run 40 miles an hour. <laughs>
1: oh my god it seems like he he runs that fast in every movie that he makes so at least you look um,
0: like you're running that
1: fast oh i know yeah i mean it's because he has the high high knees and then he's got the big arms Mm-hmm. for sure big arm movements <laughs> I,
0: I was gonna say almost the same thing but i was gonna say um arnold <laughs> no I, yeah if we if i could switch to like 30 years ago or what was that forty years ago? I would definitely. Hey, there was a time jump
1: in your name. Come on, why not?
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll switch with Arnold just for the hell of it. Or uh, I was gonna say the Apex Predator. <laughs> I'm just going <kidding. laughs> Randy, <laughs> Kristen, Wig. <laughs> <laughs> the running joke of Wonder Ooh, Woman 1984. Damn oh, that movie!
1: <laughs> what what was the cheetah's real name again? I forget. Like the character name. I have no idea. See, (laughs) I don't remember either. Oh,
0: man. The real name was Randy Orton. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, if you guys want to answer our audience question of if you could switch bodies with anyone, uh, basically, if you want to respond to us on Twitter or send us your DMs on Instagram, where can they send that to again? It is at Weekly Reel all right and if you don't have any social medias and stuff like that you could always email us at well you know email it's uh electronic mail you know it's like kind of like that
1: uh thing without the stamp that you don't need it's uh weekly pod
0: at gmail.com all right there you go uh let's take a quick break Okay, welcome back to the Weekly Reel Podcast from the break. Uh, we're going to jump in straight into our Weekly Reel Awards. And our first award that we're going to give out is the Get Help Award for Favorite Comedic Scene. And your name is basically a romantic comedy in a way, just with a sci-fi twist, supernatural twist to it. Yes. So Ken, did you have a award to give out for Get Help?
1: Yeah, you know what? Originally, I wanted to give it to um, that, you know, that montage. We were talking about how like they revealed the whole hey, the body swapping thing, um, because I I just thought it was pretty funny. Because like once they revealed that, they they said it to you know obviously the audience, and then they had those quick montages of hey, all the clues that you missed or whatever. I initially wanted it to go there, but I actually kind of went with my initial like you know, a, you know, you watch something and you just naturally laugh, you know, because for me, you know, like I have different kinds of humors. One of them is raunchy. You know, we talked about in the, there's something about Mary uh, episode, but the other type of humor that I like is just random humor. And so these scenes are like not important to the plot at all, but they made me laugh. And so my winner uh for the get help award for favorite comedic scene is uh actually technically two scenes because they're both the cafe scenes. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because you know what I love the randomness of when um uh Mitsuo's friend Tessie um suggests that you know they all go, you know, him and the two girls, they go to the cafe and you know they're really excited cuz you know they're from a really small town and they're like oh you're going to take us to a cafe and I, 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 they only split one bike between the three of them <laughs> or something like that i don't know um so i'm guessing they're you know kind of modest you know with the way they live and so you could see the general excitement that you know oh we're going to the cafe and then when they cut to the next scene you just see the cafe that they show and it was just a vending machine uh w- with a park bench next to it and yep. uh and i just thought it was funny and then it was so funny because obviously mitsua was so excited and she was probably disappointed that she didn't she just bailed she was like yep. i'm out of here
0: <laughs> it's like, man it like she just went home
1: <laughs> yeah she just she was not having it she was not happy with tessie but then the other half of that was when Obviously, Mitsua now in Taki's body. And this is the first time after, you know, discovering that something was there. You know, she, <laughs> she was, she was, you know, she leaves the, the apartment or whatever where she, Taki was living. And um she goes to school, she's late. Um And, uh, you know, just talking with the friends and, you know, Taki's friends just suggest that they go to a cafe. And she's like, what? We're going to a cafe. And they actually go to a cafe. You see how genuinely happy she was. And, you know, it's just little things like that that make the, you know, movies like this so enjoyable to watch.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially when she's like uh, later on, it's like work. Uh, where do I work again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh,
1: so funny with the, with some of the details that you do watch on 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 after the second. Oh. after the first viewing.
0: Yeah, and especially during that that quick montage of them keep switching bodies and all that stuff. There was that point where she uh, talkie was like, "Stop spending all my money. Or, Stop, <laughs> yes. Stop eating so much."
1: Yeah, I mean, he was basically at the cafe. She was just taking
0: advantage. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, my favorite scene uh, for uh, from your name was actually kind of similar to you. Uh, it was after that first time Mitsuo was in taki's body. Uh, and obviously when she the, she went to the cafe and everything. But my favorite joke was when Taki actually comes back <laughs> and then uh, he's talking with his friends in the basketball court again. Oh, yeah, and obviously he just leaves, like he's totally different from yesterday. And his other friend, I, for, I keep forgetting his name. I forgot to write it down. The one with glasses. Yeah. And he's like, he was kind of cute yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the other was... friend was just like, what are you talking about, man? Just that, yeah. that expression on his face. Well,
1: I mean, he was in love with uh, uh what do you call that? Uh, personality.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was just exuding out of talkie. And I, just, mm-hmm. I always laugh every time at that scene because the, the reaction shot of the friend. He's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? Ah, oh, man, that was a good one, though. Uh, our next award is the I am Groot Award for favorite character. Uh, Ken, who is your favorite character of your name? OK, I mean, ha- I, for me,
1: just, the, you know, he- seeing the award, it had to go to one of two people. And so um, I went with Mitsuha, Um, And this is the reason why I went with her, because you know, I've always liked that whole movie trope of a character, you know, from a small town or, you know, you know, living in modest means, um having that ambition to, you know, want to make it big. And you know, in this story it was like, you know, her living in a small town and her, you know, having that ambition to want to move to Tokyo and the big, you know, live that big city life, you know, the whole career and everything. And so it reminded me of, you know, like when Luke Skywalker finally meets uh, obi-wan in, in in episode four and him wanting to be a Jedi. Uh, it also reminded me of, you know, gonna kind of bring a Disney uh, thing to it. You know remember in Coco when Miguel wanted to be a musician, So I mean, I always appreciate when movies portray that whole wide eyed look. Um, and definitely Mitsuwa had that wide-eyed look that first time she laid eyes on Tokyo, uh, the second he she left, um, I guess, Taki's flat. Um, and, you know, I, I just admire that whole thing. I mean, also, Mitsuwa has always been, you know, she was portrayed as being, you know, family-oriented. She was taking care of her grandma and her uh, baby sister, or not baby sister, but little sister. And um, also, Dude, she even played wingman to get Taki a chance to even talk to uh, Miss Okudera, um, you know, his crush at the time. And so she just seemed like a really down to earth, nice, genuinely nice person.
0: Yeah, man, for sure. Because I also chose Mitsua, but a little bit for different reasons. Uh, I actually li- really like how the movie, if you uh, obviously, if you keep, Rewatching it. Uh, I like how the movie is like split actually split between the two main characters uh, Taki and Mitsua, and the first half of the movie, uh, I feel like follows Mitsuha more heavily and obviously that makes the impact of her disappearing uh, even more heavy when Basically for the next half of the movie you're kind of following from Taki's perspective for the most part whereas mm-hmm. the beginning of the movie you're following Mitsuha and I felt like in, in that way, you need a really strong character in that first half of the movie or else the second half is not going to work. And Mitsuo is that character that, like you said, you, that was such a, a a wonderful, energetic character. But also you can see how she also brought the best out of Taki because Taki is yeah. more of a abrasive character for sure <laughs> especially even in mitsua's body uh yeah. very temperamental but uh, i also if if that first half of the movie didn't work all the haymakers of the movie which come at the second half of the movie uh, they wouldn't work yeah so i, would I completely to agree
1: Mitsuha. i completely yeah because like I mean, you you get invested in like the way she is you know you actually want to root for like good people and she was definitely one of those that was portrayed as being a like down to earth uh person and you really wanted to you know you, you wanted to root for her you know i mean who who
0: would who wouldn't like mitsuha uh i guess i guess Four those one. mean bullies that they had <laughs> that's yeah that's true after, after I mean, but you know what it was because they were jealous that's true and I'm her jealous. dad man her dad was so messed up yeah, I, yeah, not believing her and anything. They just and he just left her and her little sister with the grandma and everything. I know, uh,
1: deadbeat dead beat <laughs> dead. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, for our next award is actually a brand new award I made for your name. It's called the "I Had a Date" award for favorite romantic scene, and one of our favorite or one of the favorite couples of the MCU is. Steve Rogers and Peggy Carter and that quote I had a date came from Captain America the first Avenger and it's such a they were such a romantic couple and I'm glad they finally got a good end in Endgame but Ken so in our new award who would you give the favorite romantic scene award to actually mine's a little bit more on the lighthearted side
1: Um, I guess relative to like a lot of the uh, romantic scenes uh, that uh, were portrayed in your name. Um, I really like Taki's date with Miss Okudera like the first time, uh, because obviously in the beginning, um, he didn't know that he had a date. (laughs) And, 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 you know, like we talked about one of the reasons why like uh, Mitsuha's characters, she was the one that set that up for him, you know, while she was in his body. And so, you know, like her personality is what got him that date, you know, like she's, you know, bubbly and everything. And obviously a lot of people did uh, notice that he was kind of a different person because he really was. Uh, But when even when he was on that date, she was really rooting for it to go well. Like she was kind of even needling him. He was trying to he was she was making fun of him uh, for. Oh, you probably have never been on a date. And so um, she was like calling him out for that. But she was like still kind of being helpful like a friend's like, oh, here's some links that you can read Mm -hmm. to do well on your date. And so I really love the scene. You could tell uh, that uh, Taki was (laughs) really nervous on it. He's still talking to his crush. Um, He didn't really talk to her that much and now he's on a date with her and obviously it was unexpected uh but i mean he's you know at the beginning of the date he was still infatuated with her but then as he kept looking at his phone and referencing all the notes and stuff that um that were left on her by mitsua it you could see this is where it shifts from his infatuation with miss okada to um, like him finding out, it's like, and Miss Okudera just—it's like, hey, um, I noticed that you're different. You used to like me, but I could see that you like someone else now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, she—I did up not on see it. that
0: coming. <laughs> she definitely picked up on it faster than he, probably he even knew. He knew that something was going on in his head. I—I I also love that scene because uh, Miss Okudera knows, like, she's mature enough to be like. This guy had a crush on me, but I can see that he's fallen for somebody else.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know what? She and she was cool with it too. You know, and and so it was a nice wholesome scene. It was fun, but it it was like a turning point in like even for my viewing. I was like, damn, I did not see that coming. It's like, hey, you know, they, you know, obviously. you know they try to set that up you know like the with between
0: the two main people or whatever but i still did not
1: see that coming which is weird <laughs> to me
0: yeah cuz th- when you watch it for the first time and it's like you don't really know is this a romantic movie or anything or are they supposed to get together cuz and especially when you figure out they're in staggered timelines and they've <laughs> never met before in person it's like will they actually get together in the end it's like probably not but the movie pulls that rug out from under you and uh subverting expectations that you thought was going to happen and then yeah. set up something else and then pull it out again <laughs> pretty much
1: because yeah, because really they just have that one little subtle scene remember he's at that uh art museum or whatever and he's looking at that photo with the the crater and that's what i guess also kind of triggers it you could tell that after that miss. Uh, Okudera just noticed how distracted he was and how in t- he wasn't really into
0: the date anymore yeah he was definitely somewhere else and mm-hmm. basically thinking about like what Mitsu was doing right uh, my winner for I had a date award was the Katawari Doki the, the twilight scene cause mm-hmm. man when that hit man with the music <laughs> I was dying, man, when they were, obviously Taki was in Mitsuo's body and it's like, oh shoot, could she be there Uh, when I drank the Kuchikamizaki? And obviously he like biked all the way to wherever the hell that crater was, that that shrine. And it's such a beautiful scene, I think, with the the colors and everything's like um, lit so well. And the animation is perfect in that scene and i feel like that's it's it's a heartbreaking scene at the same time but it was the only scene that they were actually on screen together, together. besides the yeah. very end right and you felt that that instant chemistry as soon as they saw each other there was that sense of relief but at the same time like there's that looming dread of your your city is about to explode along with you in it and if we don't yeah. do anything it's going to stop uh i always i didn't want that scene to end because of that chemistry that they had but obviously that tricks you even more and pulls on the heartstrings even more when they obviously cut cut the scene early and mitsua obviously the twilight ends and then he's like oh i'm gonna remember your name forever like "I, i promise i'll remember and then he just starts forgetting slowly, and he's about to write it on his hand. Uh, and then he he just completely forgets.
1: Yeah, man, that was that was definitely a good scene because I mean, even like even before, like when that scene was still going, I was like, oh, they're running towards it. Oh, but the- they're not there. Oh, <laughs> and you think you know it subverts that uh, expectation again. And then uh, obviously, when that whole twilight uh, part happens, that's when when the part that you talked about happens. And then later on, there was like
0: those near misses again. I was like, Oh man, they're never going to get together. Hmm. Dude. And it just sets up perfectly uh, the end of the movie pretty much when they see each other at the, the train and then the, the new music comes in. I was at that point, I was like screaming at my computer. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> find each other. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I was definitely um, super into this movie, as you yeah. can tell. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's uh, our new award for the Weekly Reel podcast. And next, we're going to actually be talking about our favorite game on the Weekly Reel podcast, where it is Guess the Rotten Tomato score. Ooh, man, Ken is up 2-1. to one. I'm still down, and hopefully I'm looking to come back. With this movie, your name. I mean, this is your movie, so
1: I mean, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm kind of at a yeah. I'm kind of at a disadvantage here, so uh, I don't really have high hopes for me winning this week. I'm kind of. I was like, uh, it's probably gonna be two to two after this week.
0: <laughs> I hope so, but here we go. Uh, you get first crack at it, Ken. What's your guess for your name? All right, I initially had a lower score
1: um, than what I'm about to reveal now. Um, Uh, That was like after like my first viewing. But when I rewatched it a second time and I was picking up on these um, really, you know, I was talking about all the small details that they would tie in together, uh, you know, with the major theme. I was like, man, this is actually a really well put together uh, film. And so
0: my guess is 87. 87. I'm guessing 97. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I, right. I, I I honestly don't know how they they rate anime. So <laughs> it, that's true. This was the the reason why I ranked it so high because it's obviously a global phenomenon when it came out. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Damn it! I should have known that. <laughs> All right, and we'll, uh, okay, it is with a hundred and seventeen reviews. It's ninety eight percent. Wow! With yeah, that's certified fresh at ninety eight percent. I thought you said you were going with with a score of so I was like, what? I didn't even know <laughs> the thing go that high. <laughs> uh, and the audience score, if you're wondering, is ninety four percent. Oh
1: yeah, no, that's definitely uh, well deserved. It was a really good film.
0: Yeah, well. Now, Ken, I have to break the news that we're all tied up at two. <laughs> it's, it wasn't news to me. <laughs> In season two, we're tied up at two. It's just fitting. So, yeah. All right. For our last award is our I Love You 3000 award, where we rate the movie from one to 3000. So, Ken, what would you give your name out of 3000?
1: I really love this movie. Uh, this is actually um, probably my favorite new movie that you've introduced to me. Um, and I don't know if the, the, you know, I should probably do a better job of actually keeping track of my scores. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? The way I rationalize it, it's okay. It's the score that I'm giving at on that day that we're recording. So um, the, 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 I love you 3000 award uh, my rating would be a 2641 for about 88% which is really good for me so I really did enjoy this movie a ton and you know what I it's going to ha- I feel like la- like last week I was mentioning how my rating for Godzilla versus Kong could increase with uh, a viewing on the theater I feel like with each f- um, like screening of this in picking up more little things, or maybe even knowing uh, some of the traditions, the Japanese traditions that you were talking about uh, earlier in the episode. I feel like that rating could actually get into the nineties easily.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I would definitely recommend looking up into like the whole underworld stuff, the braided Mm. cords, the Kuchikamazaki, all that, all that stuff is pretty nuts when there's so many theories going on. And mm. uh, I think after watching this, you'll definitely appreciate um, the next anime movie I'll probably show you would be um, Weathering With You. Because I, I know mm. I wanted to show uh, your name before Weathering With You. Because that is the same director, same writer mm. for that. Um, I would actually give your name 2940 out of 3000. Ooh. So that's 98%. Huh. Uh <laughs> Because literally, uh, I remember I was trying to make a top five, top 20, whatever movies of all time for me, for my YouTube channel. And I was thinking that this breaks my top five, I think. Really? So I gave it a 98. Would it be in your top three? Maybe not, but definitely top five. So, like, four Arnold movies and your name? <laughs> yep, pretty much. You got Terminator <laughs> 1, Terminator 2. <laughs> Total Recall. <laughs> Total Recall. You got No predator. And then your name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely in my top five, for sure. Oh, man. Uh, So, Ken, I had a good time talking about your name, but what are we actually watching for next week?
1: Yeah, well, next week, episode 26, we are... Entering phase three of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we are going to be talking about the next batch of films. We're talking about Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And you know, I feel like, uh, especially with Captain America Civil War, this is like the perfect time to get into uh, the next batch of MCU films, especially with. The Falcon and Winter Soldier going on, a lot of, uh, obviously, uh, current stuff going on. And so I'm definitely looking forward to kind of re-watching, especially Captain America's Civil War with knowing what we know, with WandaVision, obviously the two Avengers movies afterwards, and uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is still going on right now. We got two more episodes as of this recording, so um, definitely looking
0: forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to re watching Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two because I've only watched it one time and I was so disappointed. So I'm <laughs> expecting to be disappointed once again, but I wanna see if my uh, my thoughts were warranted.
1: Yeah. I'm kinda curious to see what the differences are, if any, uh, between the two uh viewings, especially since uh the well volume two came out in twenty seventeen. So um I mean a lot can happen in four years i mean hey we got uh what we got the zach we got zack snyder's uh justice, justice league yeah. yeah and versus that crappy version of it the previous four years ago so a lot can happen in
0: four years is all i'm saying mm-hmm. let's see if four years will make guardians 2 uh age like fine wine or like <laughs> rotten garbage so <laughs> we'll see <laughs> like a
1: like a trash panda
0: <laughs> exactly uh all right ken if people want to follow you on the social media where can they find you
1: well on the social medias it's uh well i haven't checked (laughs) i haven't changed it yet to kenton t kenton t yet (laughs) 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 i still got to get that exact quote so that i can change that to my bio but i will still (laughs) we're still thinking about that anyway uh i mean for now on twitter and instagram it is still at free ken a and the spelling will be in the notes
0: Alright, yeah, if you want to follow me or actually subscribe to me on YouTube, you can go to my YouTube channel, JP Flicks, and I'm posting a bunch of, like, movie stuff over there, and I'm trying to get out more reviews pretty soon. Alright, man, any last thoughts on your name before we head out?
1: Yes, I actually got a real hypothetical. I'm going to pitch something to you. This is kind of random. I just thought about it, actually. It was one of the thoughts that I had on the second viewing Remember they were talking about like the uh, the, the family and how it, you know this whole thing's kind of runs into it. I would want to see a prequel with the
0: grandma in the Mitsuya role. That would be pretty cool. I could feel like that would be so tragic because she doesn't remember, yeah. and that would be so sad if it's like you know similar tone where it's um, you know romantic. Let's say she also has a romantic opposite. And that would be, I feel like that would be kind of cool to see that. But obviously, I, I feel like it would have a more tragic ending than we got in Your Name. Yeah, but dude, I would totally see that prequel.
1: So, hey, start writing it. Um, who's the director? Sorry. Um, a writer? Mikoto Shinkai. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. I knew you would know. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, I'll, uh, if you like this movie, uh, you're going to like Weathering With You. Uh, Probably not as much, because I know I mm. didn't like it as much but it's still a good solid watch um actually i want to ask you a question because i know uh jj abram's bad robot company studio bought the rights to make a live action version do you think they should make a live action your name movie oh man if if they stay true to the actual message
1: then i would probably see it but won't ha- I, i'll try not to have high expectations in terms of it like surpassing the original uh, because it's it's such a classic but uh, yeah. my initial inclination is like no it shouldn't be made <laughs> yeah
0: i have no faith in hollywood <laughs> yeah same <laughs>
1: same, same. <laughs> but i mean if they are somehow true to the actual like everything um and they just make a straight up like hey this is
0: how we envision it and it's the same story and everything I'm all for it. Yeah. I just really hope that never comes true and I can just keep watching this version. But, you know, it's fine. We can always check it out. You know, live action is a different medium. But with that, I had fun, Ken, talking about your name and all the crazy stuff that happened in the movie. Definitely one of my favorite movies of all time, especially in all the movies that we talked about in the podcast so far. And I'm looking forward to next week with more MCU. All right. So, Ken, I'm glad that you you liked your name as much as I... At least maybe not as much as I did because obviously I'm kind of obsessed, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but I'm glad I got to share it with you, man. And I hope our audience was able to uh, enjoy it as well. And, yeah, participate with us at any time and talk about this movie, man. I'm glad that we were able to watch it together. So, well, kind of together, not really in the same room because you know COVID. <laughs> well, we got to talk about
1: it. That's, that was a. It was one of the things I was looking forward to all week for sure.
0: Yeah. All right, man. It's been good talking with you, and we'll see you guys next week on the real.